0: Someone was out there throwing a spear last weekend. What did you do? Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Spartan Race. And yes, throwing a spear is part of it. There's a lot of other things going on there in the race as well. Make a public commitment. Put a date on the calendar. Let's do a Spartan Race together. Use code SpartanDad. That's code SpartanDad. You'll get 25% off any race. For those wanting to race in Nashville, I have a way you can get your whole race paid for. Reach out to me. Check out Spartan Race. Use code SpartanDad. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser-edged glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should too at distilleryproducts.com today's show is also sponsored by our friends at orca coolers whether it's the chaser the traveler the camper the barrels the roto molded coolers be the coolest dad this summer at the pool at the beach camping whatever it is you're doing at orcacoolers.com use code DadSeason for 20% off your order that's code dad season for 20% off your order and make sure you check out coming this summer they're going to have their 10th anniversary cooler. it's going to be pretty cool and then you can laser on that chaser teeny you can put logos on there custom stuff. It's gonna be really cool. Use code dad season for 20% off at orca com. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. I'm not gonna put that in there. Don't worry. What up, buddy? <laughs> That's not going in there. Get past it.
1: I know, but I still like it. It's a lot to digest. You go in a Acapella Montel Jordan was a that was impressive. I don't know if well actually I don't know if it was impressive or not. It was Showstopper, though, damn near to hit me like a two by four right in the forehead. Do you want me to keep it? I mean, other than the fact it might cause some wrecks when people first turn on the podcast, I think you'll be okay. Just make sure you're not liable. I'm certainly not, my insurance can't handle that. One, two, three.
0: Well, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. Together, we make the dad's drink of bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Did you have something else for a cold open? I mean, it is Friday night. We are spending Friday night recording together because it's July 4th on Monday. I don't know when we're going to get to actually get together because you have the kids this weekend. You're taking them down to Georgia for people that need to know too much information about our lives. We're getting together on a Friday night, spending some time together quality time i sang a little motel jordan to you i wasn't expecting to keep that in there i just was literally gonna cut that but i mean your reaction to it was priceless enough what did you have planned i know you write notes down in your iphone all the time about what potential cold opens could be do you have a topic you want to talk about
1: no i, I never got that far because you know normally um you give me the wall you got anything i get to, you know thumb the rolodex of my mind and see what's on there anything in my phone but when you uh immediately started freestyle and then every brain process i had going on uh came to a screeching halt have you seen top gun yet no maybe this upcoming weekend
0: all right so this isn't a spoiler what i'm about to talk about i really have to dissect this because i am someone you may not know this about me everyone but i watch top gun every single day every day i think from kindergarten to third grade i probably watched top gun every single day like it was a weird thing of mine and i had a, a bootleg thing it was recorded on vhs off of cinemax you know remember when you used to be able to record on your vcr stuff that was playing on your tv
1: yeah it was like all our home movies were vhs with the hbo opening
0: yeah yeah that was my copy of top gun was it was on like cinemax or something and we had recorded it so i would watch it every day and then when goose died i would run into the living room with where my parents were and i go mom mom dad dad goose died goose died so i have like a big i could probably recite most of the first movie word for word so i finally went to go see top gun 2 this was a big time coming because I did not get to see it you know, for the first couple of weeks it was out, which was a point of contention in my household. I finally go see it. This is all I got to say. It ends on the damn Lady Gaga song. I think it's Lady Gaga. Like whatever the love story song of the movie is, it would be like if Top Gun 1 ended on Take My Breath Away. like, And that's what the ending credits went to. Do you know what I'm saying? Interesting
1: interesting outro yeah
0: and i really have to break this apart because top gun it ended on you've lost that love and feeling and they had like the all the people kind of showing up on it went straight into cheap tricks mighty wings which i want to put a hot take out here i think mighty wings might have been the sleeper best song on the top gun soundtrack maybe even better than danger zone
1: hmm can't place this off the top of my head, but it might be one of things if I heard it, I'd know what it was.
0: Like it was uh, that synth going right in the beginning, like do, doo do, 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 Yep. Nope. Make you take me on your mighty wings. Yep. Nope. No, I will send you that song after this and we could talk about it. But there was a whole thing for Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga. That is the... Song that it goes out on.
1: I mean, is she covering Hootie? No,
0: nah. with a little love <laughs> and some tenderness. I had a big problem with like the way that the first movie ended, and we know all the flaws of the first movie. That made it so amazingly awesome in so many ways that I did not understand as a kindergartner. Like that—that's the thing I think I love about the whole Top Gun movie is that as a kindergartner, I loved it for fighter planes. And then as you get older, you realize like how awesomely bad, but awesomely awesome it is at the same time. If that makes sense, like because it's everything from like Val Kilmer's biting of his teeth, telling Maverick that he's dangerous, and all that kind of stuff. Like everything put into one for the first movie is just so incredible to me so when you go to top gun 2 just remember it is actually a movie like with a better structure it's still like the whole enemy does not make sense because they never could say who the enemy would be it's always an undisclosed country just like top gun was an undisclosed country somewhere off the indian ocean that didn't make sense because they had migs and they weren't anywhere near russia like there, there was a lot of like the countries around the indian ocean would not have migs
1: okay right like and then I mean, sometimes the movie's better without too good of a plot you know It's good to be mindless some days and and then just not think or worry.
0: Yeah. You can't go into Top Gun expecting to like specifically know things. You just have to know that it is an enemy. They have these awesome planes and we have to beat them. You don't have a lot to say here. I'm sorry. I went on a rant on Top Gun. You were writing something down. I'm sure it had nothing to do with Top Gun.
1: No, I was just. Thinking in my head of some questions later. You know how I do when you ramble.
0: Did you have a relationship with Top Gun?
1: Um, I mean, I've seen it obviously quite a few times. Um, I think um, probably the closest, uh, I guess, relationship I could say I had to it was uh, in the uh, fraternity in school. We had to, uh, you know, serenade people with uh, you've lost that loving feeling quite a few times as pledges. And that was interesting.
0: You are bringing just the energy tonight. You got that. no. Big Z energy. You're like, yeah, when I was in college, I had to serenade people with you lost that love and feeling. It was really cool.
1: You know, I mean, sometimes it takes me a while to get my feet wet. (laughs) Okay. I always catch up by the meat. All right, you're not a starter, you're a
0: closer. So because Zeke (laughs) is a closer, let me go into this press release a little bit. So we are drinking tonight. We are drinking the Master Series from Old Elk Distillery. Yes, this came out in April. Sorry, we are just getting to it in July. But Old Elk Master Blend Series is the creation of new tasting experiences for whiskey aficionados nationwide. By marrying traditional favorites, award-winning bourbons and whiskeys, and a bold sense of adventure, We have created two exquisite unique whiskeys that I am personally very excited to share with the world, says Greg Metz, creating some of the most celebrated spirits in the world for over four decades. Greg's experience is apparent in every sip. They came out with Old Elk Double Wheat Straight Whiskey. It's a combination of two of Old Elk's most beloved and awarded wheater whiskeys, Old Elk Straight Wheat Whiskey and Old Elk Wheated Bourbon Straight Bourbon Whiskey, creating a unique pour. The liquid yields a higher proof 107.1 and a brighter profile whiskey with fresh and crisp tasting notes and an undeniable presence of fruit. I normally don't read that. I let myself get ahead. I'm sorry I put that in there. But Old Elk's double wheat is doubling down on all the classic notes that make their traditional wheaters beloved. Age six to eight years, Mashville is 71.5% wheat, 25% corn, and 3.5% barley. The ABV is 53.55. The Old Elk four grain straight bourbon whiskey is a blend of all four cereal grains, including corn, wheat, barley, and rye leading to a complete profile. So this is 105.9 proof, age six to seven years. Mashville is 51% corn, 22.5% wheat, 19% barley, and 7.5% rye. The ABV is 52.95%. And the MSRP for these is going to be ninety nine ninety nine for each one of them.
1: So the double wheat actually has... Pretty um, relatively, or relative to Old Elk products, low content of malted barley. Did I catch that right? Yes, sir. Because that originally was one of their, um, you know, bigger points as far as being a differentiator. So I thought that was kind of interesting when you rattled that stat off. Thanks. Keep coming with the heat. I'm getting there. It's a progression. I mean... Don't want to go too soon. I feel
0: like I came in fired up because I've been mad at myself for being low-key some of the other shows. And I was already rare to go. I'm like, it's a Friday night. I get to spend it with my friend. And yeah. (laughs) So, Zeke, what did you think about these whiskeys?
1: Such an ass. (laughs) Well, let's see here.
0: Oh, wait, can I stop? Before you, you talk about these whiskeys, I just want to let everybody know this is a good time to take a break and let you know that it is that time of year. We are up for the podcast awards, People's Choice Podcast Awards. If you can, just go to podcastawards.com. Vote for us for People's Choice. Vote for us for arts and vote for us for leisure. Thank you. Continue. I want to fit this in because I know people would actually listen to it right now. You know what I mean, Zeke? I mean, if you say so. All right, what do you think about this whiskey? All right, if you say so. Da-da-da.
1: Look here now. I just actually realized, God, I forgot about this over the course of this long-ass day. I got home before my normal morning alarm went off. That's how long I've been up today. Okay, thanks. <laughs> any rate, for the uh, for the double wheat here. Tasting through this a little bit, I thought it was super sweet on the entry. Only had a very light singe that faded away decently quick. The sweetness remained pretty much the whole way through. Got a pretty good viscosity towards the back. Uh, Note-wise, I would say somewhere between uh, vanillas, uh, kind of like a blend of milk chocolate and caramel. And something I didn't notice that I thought was kind of interesting, especially for a weeded product that normally allows the barrel to shine through more. I didn't get any oak that I could tell I was getting. I I was pretty surprised in that, to be quite honest. The only kind of ding I had was um, it did kind of have a a little bit of a chalky feel and some heat going down at the very back. But again, as far as tasting notes, um, everything that sat on the palate, I thought was really good. It wasn't necessarily the most complex or dimensional, but it was enjoyable by all means
0: that's funny because i thought it was enjoyable as well but i got some differences from you i mean definitely got vanilla on the nose the The vanilla is definitely present throughout this the vanilla is definitely present throughout this the taste for me was a fruit bomb and i know they mentioned fruit in the press release and i feel bad i read that but it's got tons of fruit for me on that taste along with things that you mentioned i was surprised for the weeder that i didn't get any heat at all especially where this is 107.1 this didn't taste 107.1 to me like if i had this blind and i was in a contest i'd be like i think this is 94 proof maybe at the highest maybe 92 but i did not get 107.1 I didn't get heat on this and knowing what our complaints are with weeders half the time we're like hey this doesn't have a lot of flavor or it's too hot or it's not right there yet this is pretty spot on for me in the the drinkability camp i mean i i think this is a great pour not to like skip to the end on this one i just think this is It's a great blend. Greg did a killer job on it, but it's too much of a drinker for me to pay a hundred bucks for it. If that makes sense. Like it tastes more like a drinker, not a, an LTO in my end of the day.
1: I think you just mean you're afraid you would consume it too fast for the price that that bottle.
0: No, a hundred percent. That's what I mean. (laughs) Like it's a drinker, you know, like, I mean, it's a very good pour, but it goes down too easy. Like,
1: I don't know i mean i feel that way about the you know Luxrow row 12 years yeah 180 a bottle and i can just decimate that in a couple of days if i don't hide it but still good still gonna buy the damn things i just try and ration how often and luckily it requires a trip to you know the distillery to get them so that uh, hinders me a bit as well
0: i think that's the thing is like you have to put this in a way that's hard to get because these will be gone in a few days it it goes down very very easy you know but it begs the question with the age six to eight years where their other weeders are at i know you're paying extra for the blend together but do you think for a 100 bucks i mean i don't want to nitpick here i kind of just feel like this is maybe more of 75 for now and if it gets another couple of years on it then it's a 100 but i don't know like i i still think it's good I would still crush the hell out of it. If y'all were listening and you're wondering like where I
1: stand on it,
0: it's very good. I'd drink the hell out of it.
1: Well, I mean, food for thought here. Let's think about the most infamous sweeter, the Weller line. Let's think about what, maybe not MSRP, but what plenty of folks pay for a Weller foolproof or OWA these days, they're spending what, I mean, least three, 400 bucks, right? Yeah, but CYPB. I ain't buying it for I mean, that. CYPB is like 600. Yeah, but I'm just saying in the that perspective, because it's true, not everybody can find everything on the shelf. So I, we know we don't base our show on secondary, but I think it's always relevant and has a point in context here. Think about someone that wants a weed whiskey because that's what they love. And you, know what, you know what, Zeke?
0: You know what, Zeke? Screw you. You're asleep this whole show and you made a better point than me out of nowhere. But you're a hundred percent right. So I changed my mind. A hundred bucks is great on this compared to what people were spending for other weeders. This is a killer weeder pour for a hundred bucks. Screw you, go back to sleep
1: i'm just saying there's just always angles to consider but i'll i'll end my rant there since uh clearly the point was becoming rather evident rather fast
0: no i mean you are a hundred percent correct you are a hundred percent correct at the end of the day i didn't think of it that way sometimes i need you to keep me in check i am all personality today and not enough thought and you are no personality and all thought sage wise one over there thank you for making a
1: great point. To that note, I think we could at least, uh, you know, wrap the first uh, tasting on this show with simply, yes, is it pricey? Yes, do John and I, and I'm sure countless people always bitch about a pricey bottle, but will you thoroughly enjoy it? I think so what's up next there? Uh,
0: well, Mr. we have Edwards. the four grain straight bourbon whiskey. It's a blend of all four cereal grains, including corn, wheat, barley, and rye. It is six to seven years old. Mashville is 51% corn, 22.5% wheat, 19% barley, 7.5% rye.
1: So granted, I did taste the double wheat first, and this probably somewhat worth noting for perspective here. Didn't influence my notes, but definitely kind of through my mind, some tasting through this, it just seemed younger to me and not in like a heavy corn or, you know, kind of those essences that a lot of, uh, you know, the younger craft products in the market have these days. But I mean, I felt like I was just getting I put down young oak, but I think it's heavily influenced by oak, but not for like an extreme amount of time to get those kind of depths and layers and, and everything that comes with all the tannins versus what would you just get from wood, maybe. Uh, that's kind of what I, I got in my head, at least. Tasting-wise, I, I didn't get a ton of stuff. I really thought it had kind of a um, a bitter maltiness to it um it seemed kind of prickly on the tongue uh and it was similar on the finish going down and even though it wasn't you know anything i thought was amazing to write home about i did think the finish hung around for a hell of a long time whether <laughs> good or bad
0: did you get some heat on this too
1: yeah yeah whenever i get prickly on the tongue that that's it's heat to me but it's not a burn you, you know what i mean like it, and it's not like rye either I, I always have trouble describing that's why i just say prickly kind of like a pop rock but from alcohol or whatever, you know?
0: I feel like it was going for the roof of my mouth, but it didn't all the way singe it like a piece of like hot cheese would they wanted yeah. to like it was getting close it was like if anything it was like touch it with the tips of the finger but it wouldn't all the way go up and grab it
1: yeah i mean like us say i mean like, uh, pop rocks is kind of what i always default to just because I, I can really equate to as an experience that, that i you know you know something i had as a kid or whatever
0: but i agree with you on this like i'm not getting on this one i'm not getting the barley to take over like it normally does in an old elk profile i'm getting a lot of corn on the nose And I'm getting a lot of like corn on the taste too, where it's a little bit of a burnt corn on the taste and and a young corn on the nose, but that burnt corn still tastes young. Like I I don't, it's burnt, but it's young at the same time. If that makes sense to you.
1: Yeah, to a degree. And, you know, kind of comparing the two since, you know, we're doing this, these together on the show, I mean, six to seven versus six to eight, that's not a a huge window. Uh, You know, you kind of wonder if, you know, different types of barrels. Cooper just, you know, char levels, whatever were used. Maybe they set in very different conditions for their aging, but it it is kind of interesting how, you know, especially the fact that they both have a good amount of wheat in them. And, and, you know, generally that's kind of where you'll get a dig like this, where the flavors that are coming through aren't necessarily as grain heavy, but, you know, a a, like say, less time in the barrels, what I always think of. But that's what I got and just... When you threw out those age statements and everything, that was one of the first things I'd written down for my notes was like, are these age the same amount of time? Because one just seems in such a better rounded place than the other.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first one slaps. Let's just be honest that <laughs> that double wheat just slaps. The second one. Oh,
1: wow. What? Are, are we going to start interjecting slaps into our show now?
0: Hell yeah, We're, we are.
1: Keep, keeping up with the kids.
0: We're going to keep up with the kids. That's a hitter right there
1: dear god say, say banger and Beetlejuice is gonna appear
0: <laughs> i think i said banger on his show just to see what you would say one time and it definitely got a reaction from you
1: oh yeah I, I, I keep up with the catchphrases and words or whatever
0: yeah you're up with the kids
1: i mean you got to these days
0: so i mean i just you know i wanted to like four grains just tough it's tough to find good four grains and that's why that buffalo trace one everybody loses their shit over because it's just so hard to get a good four grain together
1: there's definitely some nuances to it and i don't think you or i are a. Uh on the level to like pinpoint where it, you know, veered off the road, so to speak. But yeah, something there's just not quite synergizing the way you that uh, I think you would hope it would.
0: I think we know what we like and what we don't like and we'll we just kind of leave it there.
1: Yeah, as always, can't be anything but honest and fair.
0: Yeah. All right, Zeke, anything else you want to say?
1: I don't think so. Um, interesting to be so. Uh, I guess not you or I, but our uh, you know tastings of these you know two products being <laughs> pretty Jekyll and Hyde. But oh well, it is, is what it is. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, that double wheat was just a crushable pour and the, uh, the foreground. I think needs, maybe it needs to hit that eight-year mark like some of the juice in the, uh, the double wheat did.
0: But we definitely thank Luis and Greg and the whole crew down at Old Elk for sending us this whiskey. By no means does it influence our review, as you can tell, but... If you find, and I want to thank Zeke for being the low key hero of the show today and putting things in perspective when I needed it. And that put that whole double wheat in a great perspective for me. That is a steal at a hundred (laughs) bucks compared to what other things are out there. And yes, I will probably crush it in a weekend, but it is a steal. And thank you. Uh, compared to w- other things that are out there right now especially at that 107 proof i think that's a bold little statement you know and and i'm not trying to start any controversy here but 107.1 proof you think that's a shot across the bow
1: No, oh, it's just a uh, lucky convenient uh, coincidence
0: kind of feel like it's but ours go to 11 yours go to 10 ours go to 11 it's 107.1 you're listening to 107.1 the elk you can find us on facebook at dad drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad drinking bourbon please leave us an open opener honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink zeke where else can the folks find us
1: good old nashville tennessee cheers ciao